pollo in salatina e una tazzina di caffè a malapena riesco a mandar giù invece ti ricordi che appetito insieme a te a te dry guardavi solo me mentre cantavi Chinatown l'orchestra ripeteva mi resta solo un disco per tornare giù da te a te dry Ciao a tutti and welcome back to Gusto. Uh, for somebody that never heard my show, this is a show where we talk about food, a little bit of uh, he, um, story, history about the food, and some stories also, music and fun. So today uh, we are going to talk about Piemonte, Torino and the starters. So uh, somebody that know me know that I come from, from Torino. <laughs> Torino is my uh, birth city and I, yeah, I grew up there <laughs> since I was 30. And yeah, it's... A piece of my heart. So today I'm going to talk with you. Uh, I'm going to talk with you a little bit about Torino, but also a little bit about around Torino, Piemonte, and uh, and then after uh, about some starters. That's it's the main. It's one of the main the the, the strongest part of our uh, kitchen. We have. A lot of starters in Piemonte, so it's gonna be a long uh, talking show today. But before we are going to hear a, a song, this is a band from Torino. They are quite famous, <laughs> and it was a music from my teenage teenage period. And yeah, I hope that you also enjoying this. Yo, listen up, here's the story About a little guy that lives in a blue world And all day and all night And everything he sees is just blue Like him inside and outside Blue his house with a blue little window And a blue Corvette And everything is blue for him And himself and everybody around Cause he ain't got Nobody to listen, to listen, to listen, to listen. I'm loud, I've been deep, I've been
regret And everything is blue for him and himself And everybody around Cause he ain't got nobody to listen Blue from AFL 65 What a period, teenage period Mamma mia <laughs> Yeah But they, they were so famous and they just, it was famous just with this song. So now we are going to talk with serious stuff. No, I'm joking. Um, we are going to talk a little bit about Torino. Uh, not so, not a, a lot of people know Torino. Most of the time when I say, ah, where do you come from, Torino? Mm, uh, Yeah, it's not so far from Milano. Aha, uh -huh. so then the people say, mm. but Torino uh, is a, I'm, I'm a little bit proud of my city, uh, is, a, is the capital of, um, it was the capital of the, also the Savoy. So not so much people knows that, so first of, of the, what I have to say, it's uh, in Piemonte. Piemonte, it's in the northwest of um, Italy, in the northern Italy, close to Valle d'Aosta, and under Piemonte there is Liguria. And uh, Torino, it's a cultural city. So basically, it's a cultural, it's famous for culture and food. And like... Torino was was the first uh, capital the, uh, of the Kingdom of Italy from 1861 to 1865 for, with the dynasty of Savoy. And because of them, we have a lot of uh, royal palace, royal library, uh, wonderful church and a lot of uh, royal uh, residencies all over the city and yeah we have also the um, Egyptian museum that it's the second in the world uh, you really it's really beautiful it's really uh, magic and uh, deep You really need a full day for visit all. But if you are passionate and you like the Egyptian times and dynasty, it's uh, something that you have to see one time in your life, in my modest opinion. And we also have Mole Antonelliana, that it's uh, our, the symbol of our city. It's a really high building and inside... Uh, the Mola Antonelliana, we have the Cinema Museum that is also really famous and uh, and uh, and cool, really really nice. Also something that you have to visit. And yeah, we are also famous uh, also uh, also about the, the art and the parks and the street and the, like also for the art, for Renaissance, Baroque, Rococo, Neoclassical, Art Nouveau, and also in the architectures, you can really see this. It's really Baroque, and uh, we also have some um, uh, area with Liberty that I really like, and uh, it's, uh, it's 
really poetic, in my opinion, and melancholic also a little bit. But there is a lot of culture to see. Uh, and we are also a little bit famous, uh, not not so much, a little bit, because um, we are, we was de- definitely like the uh, city of magic. Um, because the, the legend said that Turi has always linked with the white and black magic. Um, because the legends say that we are deeply linked to both the triangles of the world of magic, both of that of the white magic that includes also Lion and Prague, and to that of black magic, also together with San Francisco and London. So it's a really interesting, also when you like this esoterical magical stuff, There are a lot of spots that you can visit in the city, in the open air. There are a lot of esoteric and Masonic symbols crossed with mysterious energies. I was born then and I lived there and I always feel this, but now that I live in another country since three years, when I'm there, I deeply feel this. You can really feel a special power, special energy when you are there. Not because it's my city. Mm. I have to be I have to be honest. But also because uh also when I was in Lyon I had the same feeling. It's true. It's really strange energy you have there. And there is also this legend that we have somewhere under the the streets, under the, the, the ground The, there is the sacro, sacred growl, but it's a legend. Nobody found this until now. So maybe someone of you can go there and search it. But I really suggest you uh, to have a trip there. All the friends of mine that I recommended that they live here and they went to the Torino, they was really happy at the end. Not just because the culture, but because we have also a Really, really deep uh, food and wine culture also because if you just, if you take the car and you make one hour with the car, you can reach the Lange. This is also a famous region in Italy. Uh, it's also UNESCO. Um, it's part of the UNESCO uh, site, one UNESCO site. And uh, it's um, the, 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 sorry, Lange, it's the region of the most, not also this, but one of the most famous wine in the world is Barolo. But you can find also, I don't know how many kind of, different kind of uh, really, really good wine, really, and really, really good restaurants really like cost like nothing compared here and you can have really real stuff food and especially one of our uh, particularity in Piemonte are the starters we are famous <clears throat> for the starters we have I don't know how many kind of typical regional 
starters. Uh, I, you can't, I mean, I can't count them. So today we are going to talk about starters and I want to give you some recipes about starters of my family. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> and, um, and then, yeah, slowly we're going through this recipe one per one. But before this, we are going to hear one song. Uh, this is a song from one friend of mine from Torino, Daniele Mana. He's a musician, composer and friend of mine. And I hope you enjoy this. Thank you. 
And this was Daniele Mana. Ciao Daniele, if you are hearing us. And now we are going to talk uh, about the first recipe. Uh, this is a piece of art. This is a recipe from my nonna. And these are the zucchine in carpione. Uh, carpione. What is carpione? Carpione is a way to conserve uh, also a way to conserve some vegetables for giving some flavors and also for conserve it for vegetables <clears throat> or even meat also. My nonna, she always made this in with two things with uh, with the chicken uh, schnitzel the the uh, really thin one or with the zucchetti zucchine uh, courgette <laughs> so today i'm gonna uh, talk about the courgette carpione it's a really easy thing really easy uh, now it also starts <clears throat> the courgette uh, season so it's also good to do this What do you need? For uh, having an amount that it's good for a couple of times, you need one kilogram of courgettes, four uh, <clears throat> garlic uh, cloves, uh, five leaves of sal salve, five leaves of mint or alloro, what you prefer, And then one glass of uh, white vinegar, one glass of white wine, and uh, extra extra virgin olive oil for the ma marinated for the marinature for the uh, courgette pastella. So my nonna made it like this with the pastella that it's a dough. You make in a bowl. Uh, you put in a bowl flavor, f flour, sorry, white flour, sparkling water, really cold sparkling water, a little bit of pack um, pulver and salt. So what she made, it was like combine this, all these ingredients together in a bowl, mixing really good and having a thick cream this is the pastella it's the dough then you just cut the um, the courgette in um, in pieces long maybe five centimeter or even less then you put the courgette into the pastella in this dough and then deep fried i also at home i always use uh, peanut oil it's the best oil for uh, reaching the high temperature but you can even use sunflower oil it's also okay then you put the this fried pastella these are also really good like this like uh, snacks uh, zucchetti fries on the uh, kitchen paper so then the oil can go away then until they are cooling down you can prepare the marinade for the marinade you need to put in a pan 
the extra virgin olive oil, <clears throat> then the garlic, and then when the garlic starts to be a little bit golden brown, you can add the salve <clears throat> and the aloro if you want. Or if you don't like it, you can also um, give it away. Then when it starts a couple of minutes boiling, then you can add the um, like uh, yeah you can you can add the white vinegar and white wine and you need to leave to boil about five six minutes so then you have this uh, juice this marinade and you can put it all over you can sorry you can let it uh, no you need it sorry you need it hot so you need to put the courgette the zucchetti in a um, in a container in a tupperware or in a long plate well distribute distributor and then like you can make some la layers or uh, even just all over the plate and cover with this choice that you have you can even add and, and mint, I don't, of course, mint, I put the mint after, on the, directly on the courgette. I don't boil the mint in the pan. So you can also add some peperoncino if you like it or not. You can leave this like this. This is my nonna recipe. Ah, and when you did it, with cover with this juice. The best thing is leave this uh, to rest about a night. So you make this and you eat this the day after. So this is my nonna version, heavy with the dough also. You can even, for a gluten-free version, you can use rice flour. It gets like a tempura, it gets really good. Or you can even split the dough and you can just fry the, the courgette without the pastella, but they absorb more oil then. Or for a lighter, lighter version, you can even grill the courgette as you prefer. You can even cut them in a round and not in a long way as you prefer. You can play with them. Also with the herbs, somebody used the salve, somebody else not. Uh, Alloro, like you like or not like, and mint, as you prefer. Just, I mean, the garlic uh, and the other ingredients are a little bit, uh, um, you need it. And then you can conserve them. The, the courgette, just the, the important thing, it, they have, to need the liquid on the top and you can conserve them in the fridge for uh, weeks or so and they are still really good and more they stay there more they are tasty and rich you can even do this uh, in a can in a jar if you want to put them in a cellar you can even do this in this way you grill without the pastella, without the dough, you can grill or fry the courgette, then cool down the courgette, put in a jar. The jar uh, have to be hot. You need to put the jar, the glass jar into the oven. 
100 degrees, and then put the courgette and the hot liquid when it's hot. The liquid have to be hot, not need to cool down. Then close, cover really well the courgette, close really well the, the jar and turn the jar uh, upside down and let it cool down until it's, co it's cold. Then you have the vacuum and you can put them in the cellar and you can, you can take them for months. Always, my nonna made this stuff always in the summer because then we add the veggies for the winter and the cellar was always full with this nice stuff and you can just take it out from the cellar and eat it with some good bread, maybe home bread and uh, it's, uh, it's really, really tasty. So now we are going to listen to another song. It's, this is also a band from Torino. The band name is uh, Stearica. And this song is the great spell and I hope that you also enjoy this.
So, welcome back to Gusto. Um, now it's already half an hour that we are together. Time goes so fast. And I like to talk. <laughs> so, now we are going straight to talk about the next uh, recipe. This is also... Uh, this is fa- really famous in in Piemonte and also uh, it starts to be uh, known also here. It's uh, the recipe of Pagnetto Verde. Pagnetto Verde, it's a sauce, it's a uh, green sauce that you can really use with different kind of thing. It's, uh, for me, it's also this childhood. And my nonna, she was making to me <laughs> the sandwich for school. And I tell you, I had the sandwich with uh, butter, anchovies and green sauce for uh, Zviri, for the merenda. And the other colleague of me at school, they was looking at me like crazy one. But now that I'm old, i understood I was the coolest one, to be honest. But when you are a child, you don't, you don't get it, maybe. So, and uh, this, now I'm, I'm going to tell you the recipe of my nonna. This is my nonna, Pagnetto Verde. I'm a little bit jealous about this recipe, I have to be honest. But I also really love to share my knowledge with uh, with other people. So Bagnetto Verde, it's a really, really, also, it's also this, it's a really simple uh, sauce. The base, the base of the sauce is parsley. So you need a big pound, big pound of parsley, or if you don't reach one big, two pound of parsley. And then garlic, of course, <laughs> like uh, a lot of recipe in Piemonte, we have garlic. So then garlic, then somebody puts it, somebody not. But my, but my nonna, she made it uh, red peperoncino. Then uh, the white bread, tramezzini bread, but you can also buy the normal sandwich bread and taking away the, the border, the, the brown part. Don't take it, don't put this away in the trash. You can roast it in the oven and making some crunchy croutons or something. And this bread, you need to put this bread in the white vinegar, like put the bread in a, in a plate or in a Tupperware and put on the top the white vinegar. So that's the bread absorb the white vinegar. Then, this is the secret uh, ingredient of my nonna. Uh, she was putting the egg, yolk of the egg, but the boiled. So she boiled, she boiled the egg and then she just took the uh, yellow part inside and she put this into the bagnetto. So, The process is this, uh, and also olive oil and salt, of course. So the process is this one. First of all, wash the parsley and let it dry. Then 
put the bread with the white vinegar, so then the bread have the time for absorb the vinegar. Then boil the egg and take away the white part and let it cool down. Then prepare also the others, olive oil, evo, please, evo olive oil. And uh, this you have to look, I can't tell you how much, depends about the pound of the parsley, but you need uh, a lot, maybe a glass, maybe a glass of uh, olive oil. And then we can start. So you can put the, you, you have to cut the parsley with a knife, little bit. You can do in different way. You can do this in the mixer, faster way or by hand with the knife. Both are good. Just with the knife, you preserve better the taste of the parsley. But if you don't have time, you can put the parsley in the mixer with garlic cloves. I want to suggest you two garlic cloves. Depends how much big are they. If they are small, maybe three. And you can cut them in half and take it away. We call this the anima, the soul of the garlic. When you cut the garlic in half, in the middle, middle you can see a part that is different. When you take this away, the garlic is not so strong. This is the strongest part of the garlic. So two, three garlic cloves, the red pepper, then the bread that was in the vinegar. You can just take it and with the hands, you can try to put away most of the, the white vinegar that is, in, that is in it and put the bread also in the mixer with the parsley. Bread, I can say about four slices four slices and then the 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 egg yolk the boiled egg yolk and until now it's the basic one then you uh, the olive oil and the salt and then you can mix it all until you reach a creamy light cream green uh, sorry a creamy light green sauce tip is put one or two ice cubes it helps to preserve the oxidation so you can reach a more green sauce and then you have the basic sauce of the um, uh, of the you have the basic bagnetto verde there are a, a variant it depends how you use this you can even uh, if you want to make the vegan version you can put away the egg yolk. This is my non uh, secret ingredient. So then you can have a vegan one. Or with the egg yolk, you have the vegetarian one. Or you can also add the anchovies. Just three, four anchovies. But depends how you can how you use this. Because bagnetto verde, you can use with anchovies, like anchovies, acciuga al bagnetto verde anchovies with green sauce or you can put this on tomini this like a fresh cheese like caprino but uh, in a, made with cow milk we call it tomini it's not tomini that you know here that goes on the grill it's another cheese it's a fresh cheese it really looks like the caprino just a little bit bigger and made with cow milk you can reach i found it at cop manor where, are, where is the house cheese? I asked them and they ordered it for me, but they also had it. 
not enough that I need, but they had it. Or you can even eat this with the tongue of the ko. This is also typical. We eat, as a, a lot of people know, we have a lot of meat in Piemonte. And one of our typical dish, it's the tongue of the cow with the uh, cooked and thinly sliced like a carpaccio with this green sauce on the top or even with bollito. Bollito Piemontese, it's also a selection of different kind of part of the cow, boiled and you make the, the bouillon with this, the, the, yeah, the bouillon. And this meat that you use for the bouillon, then you can eat with this sauce. There are also other kind of sauce, bagnetto rosso and bagnetto di nocciole, but we are going to see this another time, maybe when we are talking about sauces and meat, because there's no time for talking about of all of them, are really too much. And then you can, when you have this cream, you can put in some jars and conserve it also um, for a long time. Just always cover it with the oil on the top. This is important that there is one uh, level, like one finger oil on the top. This is really good with also with just uh, bread, with butter and this sauce or really, I really like it. It's uh, fresh also. It's garlic, garlic. Yeah, I know, but I really like it. Really tasty. So now we are going to hear another song. Uh, this is a song for another friend of mine from Torino and uh, the artist's name is uh, 13 and we are going to see, we are going to hear uh, a song La Guerra. Uh, I hope that you also enjoy this.
So, welcome back to Gusto. Now we are going to talk about the last recipe. Uh, this is also an antipasto, uh, a starter. And the name of this starter is Giardiniera or Antipasto Piemontese. Uh, we can both use the same name. Uh, the Giardiniera... The, the, the meaning of the, uh, of the name of this starter, giardiniera, it means from the garden. So um, it's a, a starter with all the veggies from the garden. It was, it was born uh, from, the, uh, from the people of the countryside. They had uh, the, the vegetables garden after it was... Uh, it was made in the summer after the period when there are a lot of veggies and the, the veggie the veggie gardens are full with the vegetables and you need to do something with them to conserve them for the winter so it was burned for conserving the vegetables the lot of vegetables that they had from the from the summer Till all the winter until the next summer. It's uh, basically a vegan recipe. I'm not vegan, but the fact is that the people, it's always thinking that Italian kitchen is full of meat and fish and cheese. Of course, we have a lot of cheese, meat and fish, but the tra traditional, old, ancient kitchen, Italian kitchen, was burned with really poor basic ingredients. We had a lot of vegetables because the clima that we have. And we have a really tasty and really not really uh, also cheaper plate to make. And this is also a my nonna, one of my nonna recipe. It's a... Um, It's also a conserva, like that you can, you, you can also put this in the jar, in the cellar for all the winter, of course. And basically, giardiniera, it's like this. For each 10 to 12 jars, like one per month, you need to buy 3 kilograms of really ripe tomatoes. Now I know it's not easy to find this here, maybe in August in the fresh market. If you cannot find them, it's, you can also use the passata, but not really liquid one, the thicker one, passata. It's not the same, but it works. It's also good. Then, Stangenzellerie. Uh, Sorry, I don't know this in English. Uh, the long celery uh, so 300 grams of uh, stangen celery then 300 grams carrots 300 grams small onions cipollotti cipolline 300 grams uh, french beans the long green one the thin thin one then the cauliflower also 300 grams 300 grams pepperoni uh, Alloro, three uh, leaves of alloro, and then one glass of olive oil, two, one and a half, two glass of white vinegar, 
salt and evo oil, uh, sorry, and sugar, uh, like a spoon of sugar. And then it's, uh, it's really easy to do. You, you need to wash the veggies and cut them in a size like a hazelnuts. So like cubes, one per one, two per two, no, one per one, not, not more. Then if you have the fresh tomatoes, of course you have to make a cross uh, on the tomatoes, put them in the hot water, then take away the skin. Then uh, cut a really th thin uh, half onion, then roast it with the alloro, with the oil, and then let it cook the let it cook the tomatoes, and then uh, for thirty minutes for thirty minutes. Then you can pass the tomatoes, and then you have the salsa. So if you use the ready salsa, you can split all of this uh, passage. Um, then take this salsa, put on the fire again, and when it's boiling, you can add the veggies and the sugar. For the veggies, you have to do in this exactly uh, way. So first of carrots, then the, cel the stangen celery, then the small onions, then the French beans, then the cauliflower, and last one, the pepperoni. And to one veggie, to the other one, 10 minutes pause. So you put inside the carrots, then 10 minutes, then the stangen celery, then 10 minutes, then the small uh, onions, and 10 minutes, then the uh, French beans, and again, again, again. So then, until the last 10 minutes of the pepperoni, you can uh, uh, add the glass of olive oil and the glass of uh, white vinegar. One and a half, two, it depends. I really like when it's acid, a bit more acid. I like this sweet sour. When it's sour, you really feel the sour but it depends about the taste. You can put one and then try it. When it's not enough, you can add. Or add, it's always possible. And then uh, a big um, hand of salt, like a full hand of salt, and then turn it, turn all. And, uh, and also, yeah, the sugar at the beginning. Okay. And then uh, in this time they are boiling, you can put the jars in the oven for 10 minutes, 100 degrees, they have to be really hot. So when you have all hot, you can put the jardiniera hot in the hot jars and then just turn upside down the jars and let it cool down until they are cold. Uh, with the, They don't have to take also the, the light, so you need to cover them with, uh, with the something. Just they don't have to take the light. And then you can put them in the cellar and eat them when you want. The best, best thing is waiting. I always wait one month before to open the first one for the taste. More you wait, the more that is tasty. Oh, it's really, really good. Really, really good. Uh, you can eat this like this with the toasted bread 
Or you can add, when you open this, you can put on the long plate and you can add some boiled eggs cut in the four parts. You can add tuna if you like it. You can add anchovies or you can play. You can also add it in a salad, like rice salad. You can go wild with the fantasy. Uh, with salami also or cheese like together on the table for antipasti, different kind of antipasti. And this is really tasty, really healthy. It's really, uh, it's all the veggies from the garden together in a jar and really tasty. You can also, if you like it, add a little bit of peperoncino. I'm a pepperoncino fan. <laughs> I really love it. So you can also make someone with and someone with uh, without. And then you have your cellar, rich uh, different kind of things. This uh, carpione zucchetti that we made before, and then this giardiniera. And then you can you already have the table ready for. Uh, friends dinner also now it starts the summer season you don't want so much hot stuff you just want something fresh to eat so you can put on the table this uh, tomini with the bagnetto verde and then you can have this uh, zucchetti in carpione and then this giardiniera with uh, roasted bread maybe some fresh cheese salami and a really uh, glass of wine for example uh, really good with uh, <clears throat> carpioni uh, zucchine courgette it's really good the uh, lange favorita it's a uh, it's a um, white wine from the lange but also some swiss white wine are really good for example from one uh, also friend of mine uh, stefan herter ciao stefan if you are hearing us he have a really good wine selection. Uh, also, rosé are always really good with the starters. White rosé. You can play, but why not? If you like uh, red wine, you can go with something really not so strong like dolcetto. Dolcetto it's also a wine from the Lange, from Piemonte. It's not a sweet wine. It's just the name is Dolcetto, but it's not sweet. And it's a little bit lighter instead of Nepiolo. It's really deep. You can, you can have a Dolcetto or even an Easy Barbera if you can reach it, for example. Or, uh, yeah, I don't want to suggest any other too much strong red wine because then they, you, you risk that it covered the, the taste of the veggie, the freshness of the veggies. So... Uh, for today, we are finished uh, with uh, this episode of Gusto. I hope that you enjoyed this and uh, I hope that you can visit Torino one time. Now there are... Uh, Torino is not on the red list, Piemonte and Lombardia. So why not uh, going to explore a new city with uh, some culture, good food, good wine, and good people. I have, all I say hi to all my friends from Torino and uh, my family. I hope that I, they are 
hearing the show and uh, I, I say you bye. See you soon at the next episode of Gusto. And I leave you with the song of another friend of mine, Paolo Spaccamonti. Ciao a tutti, alla prossima. Una tazzina di caffè 
a malapena riesco a mandar giù invece ti ricordi che appetito insieme a te a the dry guardavi solo me mentre cantavi Chinatown l'orchestra ripeteva mi resta solo un disco per tornare giù da te a the dry 